Hello and welcome to Queen's Best, the podcast, a podcast that has been in the works for nearly a year and finally it is happening. And thank goodness it's happening and what a wonderful title for a podcast based on the magazine that we published back in 2019 with all of Queen's Best Food. And you have the pleasure of listening to us as host. I'm Jeff Gross. And I'm Laura Licona. Yay, we are here. So a little bit about who I am, and I'll be very brief. But hey, born and raised in the Midwest, 20 years in the nonprofit industry, passionate about people first and always, food, television, film, music. I I love it all. Yep, I'm with you there, especially on the food and the people. Um, I was raised in the desert southwest, but consider myself a New Yorker now, chef and food anthropologist who gets the opportunity to work with all these wonderful restaurants in Queens. And by working with all these wonderful restaurants in Queens, you have some history and knowledge about the restaurant industry here in Queens. Well, where else can you experience cuisines from all over the globe down one street? (laughs) And I wouldn't expect anything less. Queens is by far, well, Jackson Heights, Queens, but Jackson Heights is the most diverse area in the world. Absolutely. Geographically, the nation's most most ethnic, geographically, the nation's most ethnically diverse county. Well, that's really hard to say, Jeff. Geographically, the nation's most ethnically diverse county. And, you know, the restaurant industry in Queens is globally renowned. Oh, my gosh. And there's so much to choose from. I mean, you just you literally can throw a stone and hit a different cuisine and also tasty and diverse. I, I love the thought of it. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, we all know that restaurants are catalysts for cultural adaptation, and that is what the Queensboro is all about. And Queen's Chamber, who plays a significant role in the county, for those of you who don't know, we are not a government agency, which so many people seem to think that a Chamber of Commerce is government, but we are not. Close affiliation, close partnerships with government, but we are not. Queen's Chamber was founded May 12th, 1911, as a 501c6 nonprofit organization and if you don't know what that is that's an organization that fosters connections we advocate on behalf of others and we just promote business and that's that's the genesis of what queen's chamber is all about yeah i think connection is such a powerful word there and that's what nonprofits really do is um just build on the dynamics amongst different networks and the queen's chamber is just so supportive of all the food and beverage and hospitality industry um, that we do our best to get as many resources out to them as we can. And businesses of all sizes as well. I mean, a lot of the organizations, well, 90% of the organizations that are members of Queen's Chamber have 10 or fewer employees, but we also have a significant number of corporate and major corporate members as well. And then our outreach staff. Our outreach teams are incredible. We have a city team and a state team. We speak over 19 languages. We're boots on the ground every single day knocking on doors. And that benefits this community, business community, so much. During the pandemic, well, prior to the pandemic, 
I won't say that we only provided services to our chamber members. However, when the pandemic hit, our president, Tom Gretsch, said, let's, let's make sure that we are really supporting the entire business community. And we were providing resources 24-7. And a lot of those organizations and businesses, some went under, but thanks in part to the efforts of Queens Chamber, a lot of them are still making things happen Queen Strong today. Well, that's what's really great about the Chamber of Commerce because restaurant owners can't afford to leave their restaurant to look for resources. So the Chamber is able to get public and private funds into their hands, and we have a clearinghouse of different resources from marketing to legal, you name it. And if you're interested in more information about Queen's Chamber, visit the website, www.queenschamber.org. So let's talk about food. Love, 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 love food. So you and I have had numerous conversations, and I know a little bit about about your background, but tell me again, refresh my memory, how the food, passion for food, and how food is woven into your DNA. Well, I was a lucky kid who got to grow, grow up rurally in uh, northern New Mexico with a Chicano father, so a multicultural household where we grew all of our own food. We butchered our own animals, we had a garden, and um, we all, you know, harvested and, and ate together, and that was my entree. How, you, when you say butchering, f- butchering animals? Yes. What was that experience like? Well, it was um, a very um, pivotal, <laughs> 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 it just makes me think of the story when I was a six-year-old, when I, w- my, my father and um, his friends had hunted dove, and we were feathering them. And I just thought, this is horrible, but it's so wonderful at the same time. And I was just learning an incredible skill that was going to guide me through all of my studies and all of my career for my entire life. Did you ever think that at age six, that XXX number of years later, that you would have the passion for food that you have now? I knew I had the passion for food. We had a very um, strong Chicano father who wanted all of his kids to be doctors and lawyers. So being a chef wasn't really on the table until after I went to school. But I always wanted to get there. Um, My passion for uh, the art of food and for the origins of food just make for um, a really incredible career as a chef. And you have your father to thank for That's exactly right where you are today <laughs> and the passion that you have oh my and gosh and you are the right person to co-host a podcast about food thank you jeff so earlier in may queen's chamber hosted its annual queen's day albany this is an event that has been taking place for a number of years unfortunately we were unable to make the trip to Albany in 2020 and 2021 for obvious reasons. But Queen's Day Albany is an opportunity for chamber members and non-members to go to the Capitol, meet and greet with elected officials, set in on the Senate chambers, and also take a picture on the million-dollar staircase. But one of the highlights of the day was the reception on the back end. Yeah, the taste of Queens in Albany. And, you know, 
being able to um, bring these restaurants and food and beverage businesses all the way up to our capital for this incredible experience is actually a big ask. And so it was wonderful to see how many really wanted to participate um, to grow their business, to network. I think people are kind of starving for networking after, you know, we've been enclosed from the pandemic and really put themselves out there for exposure to build their businesses so that we can have one of the best years for business. And you were instrumental in making that reception happen. And I know you had close connections to a number of those vendors. Who were some of your favorite from that reception and that experience? It was really incredible to get to know not just the owners, but their entire families. Um, and some of them did bring their whole families. Rika's pupusas and Moss brought three generations, the grandmother, mother, and daughters, um, to the event. We had um, the only Croatian and Serbian fusion place in New York City, Cello Restaurant. They were able to come and bring their wares. Um, we had a, a Korean. We had um, Greek and we had a bunch of entrepreneurs who have catering businesses in Queens and are looking to just get new clientele and get themselves out there. Um, Chef Davis, who has a vegan holistic catering company, is just absolutely incredible and was able to really network and meet people to build her business. I had an opportunity to visit with Chef Davis. She was amazing. It's so funny because every time I looked over at her at her table, she was coming back with another little small plate of samples. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you have more food. She said, this is what it's all about. I have to sample everything. And that's the beauty of living in Queens because we have the opportunity literally to sample every type of cuisine from almost every country. Every. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was a food fest, to say the least. Yeah, and Jeff, I noticed that you were doing some interviews at the Taste of Queens. What uh, what did you take away from that? It was an opportunity to really see how passionate individuals were about what they do and food being the the basis and the foundation of that. There was a young lady there by the name of Brandy who has... I won't say it's not a brick and mortar because they're not brick and mortar yet, but it's called cooking with Corey and her family was there and it was a all inclusive. Everybody was in on it and I saw the passion. I could tell that she was really passionate about what she did. The other one that really stood out was Althea's fine desserts. Althea's tropical delights. Oh yes. my gosh. Um, rum cakes. Almost have to have an ID and be carded in order to have some of what you have because they're a lot of it's infused with love. alcohol. <laughs> well, a lot of love and and some alcohol, but amazing desserts. I yeah. I felt like I should have had a little container to take around to all these places so I could bring food back with me on the bus. And for those of a you know, those of you who don't know, for Queen's Day Albany. We take buses. So we took three buses up to Albany. We left the world headquarters of Queens Chamber early in the morning around 630 and journeyed up and came back. And food on the way back would have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. People really, you know, went above and beyond to showcase themselves at this event. And it was incredible. And these are the opportunities that Queens Chamber 
makes available to not only restaurants, but small businesses and businesses, as I mentioned, of all size. And that's what we do. We foster these connections and opportunities for our members and non-members to spread the word, promote market, and, you know, build community, if you will. That's exactly right. So I think we've talked quite a bit about food. We've given an introduction to Queen's Chamber. So we, as they say, you don't want to give them too much at once. It's just an appetizer. That's right. So we will definitely be back for another episode of Queen's Best, the podcast. For more information and details and stories about the restaurant industry and food and those that are passionate about what they do in Queens. Yeah, yeah. Tune in. Until next time. All right. We're out. Thanks.